Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment here. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Tonight, we got a special guest, Ty Sutherland from uh, YouTube. Miles out. What? Oh, man. What? How about that, dude? He's been back in Texas for a year, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah, man. man. Yeah, I know, man. So, uh, yeah, what, um, glad to have you on the podcast here, man. Thanks for joining me tonight. Um, I want you I to uh, introduce yourself to everybody and, uh, you know, tell them a little bit about yourself to start off with. All right. My name is Ty. I'm the host <laughs> of 30 Miles Out Kayak Fishing TV. I'm a kayak fishing TV host. And guide here in Rockport, Texas, and uh, that's that. I'm usually in a plastic mm-hmm. kayak. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, well, what got you um, into that? What started you? I, I'm sure, like a lot of other guests I've have on here, um, you know, we all started fishing at a young age. So give me the backstory on you starting fishing, and then how that progressed in, into getting into these plastic boats. Good lord, man. I'm <laughs> old. Uh, I, I mean, I'm. <laughs> I'm a Cajun, bro. It's in the blood. It's in everybody yeah. across the Sabine. Sabine, everybody's in the water. You oh, know, yeah. I got I got wet feet. Yep. My mom was a Boudreaux. I speak Cajun French. I mean, I was born in the water. Uh, yeah, I, I just, it's it's in the blood. It's every, everybody. When you go down there, there's strip nets hanging on chain link fences, and everybody's got three boats. And oh, yeah. All my cousins would pull me in the swamp and catch alligators and let them go by my grandma's house and P-Rogues. <laughs> they'd all build P-Rogues. And yeah. 
you know, we were paddling P rogues when we were little, and um, you know, if we weren't running on the bank, we were in a P rogue or or some or aluminum boat. Yeah. My, my my cousin Paul Prejean ran a 14 foot aluminum boat when we were 13, couldn't drive, but his mom would let him back in across the street. Once oh. we got in the, in the bayou, we could hit the intercoastal. We were gone. It was like gone. Uh -huh. You know, 14 years old, we could go to the mall if we wanted to. I mean, it, it didn't matter. It was cool. So uh, just always in the water my whole life, man, and it just just progressed. And you know, we went from paddling pirogues to aluminum boats to Carolina skiffs to big offshore console boats, and then mm -hmm. kayaks came along and uh, started having kayaks with boats. And then the kayaks just started be using them a lot more. So finally sold all the boats and stayed with kayaks. And that was like 18 years ago. Yeah, I know. It's just such a the ease of access for them. I, I probably sound like a brokered record on that, but that's the truth to those. I mean, any public access, landing, launch, roadside easement or anything, it's, it might be a little bit in, different in Louisiana because property owners own water rights over there. Um, but I know over here, I mean, any place on the side of the road, you can about pull up and access water. You can you can launch. So no that's doubt. What's cool. no that's doubt. what's cool about kayaks. You know, that's, that's a sure. big, 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 big uh advantage and then getting there being able to get places that the, some of the boats can't you know and in texas we have plenty plenty of flats plenty of water to go around man just it's too, everywhere. too too much i mean even as as popular as fishing is and wade fishing everybody get out there in their boats and and enjoying the water i mean there's still days on the weekend that you can go out and find isolated water in a kayak by yourself yeah it, it's sure. still out it's still out there yeah man even a popular kayak launch if you're willing to paddle more than a quarter mile you can get right. away from people oh yeah uh, and you know it's there's just plenty of water to go around man big state it's a yeah. big state dude yeah we're fortunate for what we have here and uh and, and that we're able to enjoy the outdoors and the fishing so you know no doubt um stoked you're back over here because you were in uh you were in pensacola for a little while before you came here came yeah, back to Teresa, texas Teresa and i uh we're, we were in rockport here a few three and a half years ago four years ago and um, we had to move to Pensacola for the show and for some family stuff. And so we moved over there and uh, stayed our three years, did what we had to do, uh, still grinded the show full time over there yeah. and then uh, and guided over there. And then we came right back over here about nine months ago, 10 months ago, and just jumped right back in where we left off. Right back in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. that's cool, man. You got a pretty good following going on, man. I know I followed you for uh once I found out about all this YouTube stuff, you know, I might be a little bit newer to kayak fishing, um, you know, probably going on six or seven years now. Um, yeah, I didn't even really know YouTube had all that stuff until about three or four years ago. You know, I just was out of the loop on that, on the content yeah, stuff, you know, so. I think my uh, first, uh, my first episode was over 10 years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been, a, we've been doing it for a while. Dang, breaking the boundaries coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was one of the only ones in the beginning, you know, and it was it was really cool to watch. It's been cool to watch it grow over the years, yes. you know. Yeah, it's so really cool. It is. I, I've noticed you 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 really got to have a regular schedule to really build your your followers. You know, you got to have something at least every week because I know I, I don't get a chance to do that. And I know I'm like, whatever, it's all good. I just put it out there to put it out there. You know, when I get a chance to film, I'll film. But most of the time, you know, I, I'm doing bass tournaments too on top of the saltwater stuff. So it's just, man, it gets to be hectic. You know, I tried right. to film over over in, uh, I just went and fished that Hobie Bass Open Series on Seminole. And uh, I, had a, I had a kidney stone when I was over there on the water pre-fishing. Not good. 
Yeah, it was not good. And then I tried to fish the first day of the tournament and barely was on the water. And then the Sunday, it was a two-day event. I was just like, man, uh, I was about half of my way from the second spot. I was going to try to focus on that morning, uh, a different area than Saturday. And it just, it hit me. It just came in waves. And I was just like, man, I'm going back to the truck. I went back to the truck. I packed my stuff up, went back to the cabin, packed my stuff and got on the road and came home. Like, that's how bad I was hurting, man. I like wow. it. I don't wish a kidney stone on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that amen. Jump, that jump was brutal, man. Whoo! So, um, so Pensacola, tell me, uh, you enjoyed that fishery over there? I know there's some really cool backwater uh, creeks and rivers and stuff similar, to, like some of the stuff I like to fish over here that I can find sometimes. Um, it, it looks like it's a pretty cool area over there. I, I've never fished it's, that area. It's much different. Much, yeah. much different. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all that that snow white sand. Uh, it, which is, comes from the Appalachian Mountains, and it washes down down the creeks and rivers and all, and just dumps it in on the beaches. And see, it's in the creeks, it's in the yard. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the yard was full of sand, so um, it's a it makes for a much different environment. There's no mud, there's no mosquitoes. It's that sugar sand. <laughs> yeah, so mosquitoes need mud to to breed. So yeah, we didn't have mosquitoes. We left the windows open a lot. Um, so it's a much, much different environment. It was, it was a lot more subtropic, and which calls for a lot of different species. Yeah. Um, so it was fun, you know, being able to be in a kayak and chase sailfish and mahi 100 yards off the beach. And Right, uh, right. You're a lot closer you know, to that continental shelf drop that ha- compared to what we are here. You know, here you yeah. got to go 30 miles to get to 100 foot of water. There you go, right. you know, half mile offshore and you're in. 200 foot almost i could cast i could cast from the beach and hit blue water yeah so i mean i mean i hung i hung uh i hung i got spooled on one episode by a kingfish throwing off the beach so it was a much much different environment um so it was fun the variety was was amazing and we really enjoyed it that you don't have the inshore uh habitat and all the inshore estuary that you have here in louisiana yes places like that it's mostly just white sand, bam, gulf. Mm-hmm. There's just some little bayous and there's some small bays, but mostly it's a sound and gulf. Yes. Um, so uh, the inshore here is amazing for that, but over there it's all about the blue water. Yeah, it was all about more more offshore. I, I fished yeah. the um, St. Mark's area um, down south of Tallahassee. It's like the little lost world south of Tallahassee. Um, mm-hmm. Stayed at a fish camp there. It's just an amazing area because you could fish – uh, one mile up the river there and just we we're catching, you know, tons of largemouth on, on frogs in the evening, on the evening bite. And in the morning, we go launch on the flats over by the St. Mark's Lighthouse and just uh, awesome speckled trout top water bite. We were there in September, um, you know, very similar flats to what we fish here. So I just transitioned right over to that, you know, and it's just like, man, I was up in like a two foot of water along the grass, throwing top water, catching trout over the sand pockets, catching the redfish on ripping, you know, right. uh, sand eels through there, uh, Norton sand eels or, or the, the other paddle tails. I use the cadence and, right. um, and just, just, uh, it was just very similar, you know, over there, but, but Pensacola sounds like there might be a little, there is some flats, but most of it's like just river and like backwater estuaries that you can fish. Nah, it's, no? I mean, there's a, there's a little bit, there's little not bit. a whole lot. Like I said, it's mostly just some water, a sound that runs parallel to the Gulf. Yeah. And then Gulf. 
Yeah. So it, there's not a whole. You don't have these massive expanses like we do here of flat. Like the bays, you know, like everywhere. ten yeah. mile deep bays. Yes. You know. Yeah. Flats that go for fifteen miles. Oh yeah. Uh, like it's more like just houses, right? houses, 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 houses. Yeah. Sound Gulf. Oh wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a lot tighter. But yeah, the the blue waters where it's at there because you have a lot of beach. You have a lot of beach, so, and there's and no they, they put in all those uh, they put in all those reefs, artificial reefs along Navarre, 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 Navarre yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All those uh, reefs are like a half mile to a mile and a half offshore for like oh, yeah. twelve miles or something down the beach. And the key so. there is that the Gulf is like a swimming pool there. It's nothing like here. It's um, yeah. Th there, there's so much vegetation. It's so hot and still and humid uh, that it's still. It's just still. 90% of the time, you know, like when you were South yeah. Florida. So, yeah. Um, so the Gulf is like, there's 70 year old women paddle boarding a mile out, you know? Yeah. Cruising the morning, every, every, every morning. Every morning. Yeah. You know, so unless I you mean, get a swell from a storm that enters the Gulf, it's usually pretty, uh, pretty manageable over there to go offshore a lot, you know? Right. Every, like four times a week, which is you cool. Know? You just take yeah. some yeah. rig out there, get you some hardtails, catch some bait, drag some yeah. ribbon fish, you know? Have some fun uh, with some not, poppers not so, every now and then. Not so much ribbon fish in the pan. No it was fish. more about. Now nah, it was more about cigar minnows and sardines. Cigar minnows and sardines. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Now in Texas, Texas, it's more about the the ribbons. Um, yeah. Now in Jacksonville, on that side, it was all about the ribbons. Ribbon fish and yeah. uh, and live eels for cobia over there for the ling. Mm -hmm. Well, they call it ling over here, but yeah, that's what we would do growing up in Southeast Georgia. Same thing. I was on St. Simon's Island. We're right on the coast. Um. Live eels was the ticket for me for for cobia. Pitch it to a cobia. They they're not resisting a live eel. And over here, you can throw them a croaker or a live mullet too. But if you can get your hand on some eels over here, that's the that's the legit cobia bait. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. No doubt, man. Yeah, man. We're so glad to be back in Texas. Uh, so so grateful for all the people that have been booking with us and um, grateful for the show is just picking up steam because we're back home and everybody's like, man, we're so glad y'all are back and. Where you been? So it's just good to be home. Yeah, that's cool. And you fish a lot with your wife, right? I mean, y'all fish together a ton. But yeah, Teresa and I, I mean, we're pretty much co-hosts on the show. So Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she's she runs a ton of the business for 30 miles out and uh, runs, runs the guide service. I'm the spearhead out there with the people most of the time. She's out there some of the time, but she's all coordinating it, getting the people where they need to be and whatnot. And we're just, just us two, man, doing all of it. Yeah. Doing all, man. Props on yeah. that, man. Uh, yeah. I, w I wish I could step away from that daily grind, that shift work job, and 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 have something to fall back on like that. You know, I, I was a – I will cater on occasion. I was a chef by trade before I started working at the plant. I've been at that plant 21 years. But, um, you know, I love food. Food is one of my passions. But, man, I got so – You don't so like the catering? I, I got so burnt out on it. I'd have, to, on I'd, have to, I'd have to kill myself. Well, I got burned out in the restaurant field before I started out at the chemical plant. Um, but the catering, I mean, I'd have to work every day of the week. And then it, yeah. it just be, it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, man. You know, it, it, it's fun. It's important to do what you love because everything's a grind. So yeah. if you're going to, if everything's a grind, you might as well grind on something you're super passionate yeah. about. And yeah. I learned that I've never had a job my whole life. I learned that at a very early age, bro. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. when I was 12 years old, I was grinding in my in my bedroom on a guitar. Yeah. And as soon as I was old enough, I mean, I wrote a bunch of songs and went on tour. Cutthroat. No, yeah. I mean. Just jumped on it. <laughs> just jumped on it. 
And when I burnt that out at 30 years old, I started painting pictures and I jumped on that. I sold truckloads of art. Uh, I mean, just whatever I'm passionate about after the art yeah. was done, I'm like, I want to host a fishing show. So just cut. There is no, there is no backup plan. There is no answering to nobody. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, that's just the way we roll. That's how it is at, 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 at work. You know, I, I work shift work. So, I mean, I only work 14 days out of 28. So I, during the week, if, you know, my wife and daughter, she teaches at school my, my daughter goes to. So, you know, I got a lot of time. I can get on the water a lot, you know. Um, that's one thing that I'm fortunate about that job is for sure. But, yeah, it can't there get busy go. at time. Well, but, they're, they're, you know, it, it, the main thing to me is getting that water time, man. I, I just I just I love being on the water. I love fishing. You know, I love being in that kayak. So. Amen. Uh, anytime I can get Amen. out there and, and get on that water, man, it's a blessing, man, because it's like it like relieves the stress. It's just like an unwind. You get to, you know, chill and go find some fish. I mean, you find yourself in some really cool areas sometimes that leads you, you know, like I was saying, St. Mark's, man, that, I never would experience that if I wouldn't have went down there to go fishing in a kayak. And that, that place is just like it's like set back in time. I mean, we left our. We left our, our gear out at the fish camp. We left kayaks. We left coolers everywhere, food, barbecue pits. No, I mean, nowhere. like it, like Traegers. We left, like, there was stuff everywhere, like probably 60 fishing rods rigged up, freshwater, saltwater. There was, like, eight of us, you know, and nobody, touched, each, nobody touched anything. No problem. Left stuff Ooh. unlocked. And it's like, man, I said, I don't know. I don't know if I could go to Port O'Connor and do that. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, <laughs> we done ran off or something. Uh, <laughs> so they take it out the back of your oh, truck yeah. now sometimes. So it's like, man, that's the one thing I don't like is that you work hard for something and somebody just wants to steal it, you know? And that's why I, I was like, man, this place was lost in time because it was like everything was so laid back down there. It's just like, man, this is, I can get used to that. So that's going to be a recurring trip for me to go over back over that way because it's a pretty, pretty dang fun experience, you know? There's so a lot of good spots on the Gulf of Mexico, man. Yeah. A lot of good places. Well, where all is um, kayak fishing led you around here? Have you fished anywhere over around the, the Atlantic side, too? You, you, you gotten over that way? Um, man, I fished every major point on the Gulf of Mexico from Mexico yeah. to Key, Key West. Yeah. On the, on the Atlantic side, uh, I've done mostly central and south Florida. Uh -huh. um, but, you know. It hammered every part of the Gulf. Yeah, every I, I, every every I, part I, you can imagine. Yeah, Point of Shane all, and, and uh, Grand Isle and all all over there, Mobile oh, area. Yeah, Louisiana. Oh, yeah, man. Shoot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I grew up fishing Point of Shane, uh, yeah. which means Point of the Oaks in French. And, yeah. and uh, a lot of those oaks are, are died because of saltwater intrusion, but now yeah. that's like a huge kayaking spot. It's like is, a mecca. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> when I was a kid, they the. Uh, the Indians ran me out of there one time. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's a lot. Of, they didn't discover those people down those bayous until they started drilling oil. Yes. The homeless Indians and stuff that lived down those bayous. Uh -huh. So like in the 50s, they discovered them. So th that place was uncharted 50, 60 years ago. It right. Was so crazy. And now it's just a, it's a place to be. Yeah. You know, my oh, yeah. mom used to teach school down there. She had two years of college. And they were like, we just need tea. We just need somebody to go down there and talk in English. Most yeah. of them spoke French. And yeah. My mom said not a one of them had shoes on. I mean, she could tell you some stories about like Dulac, like teaching in Dulac in 1965 
wow. blow your mind. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's another world then. But now it's like the kayak in Mecca. Oh, now I know. There's kayaks down every bayou, Grand Isle, Dulac, Pointershan, Dularge, all of them. There, there's kayaks everywhere. It's amazing. Yeah. But um, Texas, man, I, I really enjoy being back in Texas. I love to go visit places, but it is awesome to be here and be anchored. And just be, uh, you know, taking all these people fishing and fishing with all these people. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. We're we going to get together and hit it. I'm going to get you over here my way. Uh, we're going to get on the water over here and get some, get, get on some fish. <laughs> I'd, love, I, I'd love to try that area. The, the uh, what do they call that river? Uh, what's the name of that river over there? Lavaca. Lavaca River. And then yeah. Garcetas Creek. And then we got another one called Slaybock, uh, Placido Creek. Uh, you know, this time of year, we get them cool fronts and cold fronts come in and they just like to stack up in them, them, them river estuaries off the main bay. Um, Gotta try it. Gotta yeah. Try it. And there's still fish there through the spring. You know, um, I, don't, I don't think a lot of boaters will be listening to this podcast, but uh, a lot of people uh, like ditch that river after the cold weather. But there's fish in there. There's fish in there all the time. Good Definitely deal, good, man. good redfish. There's some good redfishing in the in the marsh areas <laughs> around there. Um, gets pretty pretty dang sweet in the fall, you know. Love to try it. Love to try yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I was catching them on frogs in October. Bass frogs wow. and uh, chow. I ripped chatter baits down grass lines and just transitioned to freshwater baits to saltwater, and they work. So oh yeah, so it's yeah. always fun to try new techniques and stuff. You got a, uh, you got anything you'd like to share with uh some of the listeners, um, anybody maybe just starting out or something. Uh, oh, yeah, no doubt. Tips, I'm looking at some stuff on my wall. Sweet. <laughs> um, everybody knows about fish bites, right? Yeah. And we've all we've been throwing gulp over here, especially guiding gulp shrimp for just years, right? And, yes. Um, but they're super fragile, so mm -hmm. everybody goes through a pack a day. And we're having 100 fish days with gulp shrimp. Yeah. And they dry out, too, if they're kept out of the water too long. They dry out. But they're so – they melt and they disperse scent. Yeah. And then here comes Fish Bites with their version. The Fight Club. Yep. Fight Club. So what happened was they basically made a gulp that was about three times tougher. Mm -hmm. So now we got that scent dispersion, and but it's a lot tougher. Yeah. So for somebody starting out, man, I mean, this is a search bait for me. But right. uh, somebody starting out. Holy smokes, it's almost like using live bait. Yeah. Um, they're retooling all the stuff. They're kind of hard to find right now. We have some at Tackle Town. Um, but yeah, in Rockport. That's in Rockport. Yeah, for yeah. all the Texas listeners. Yeah, so yeah that's Tackle Town in Rockport. But, I think there's uh, a couple of places uh, in, that fishing, that living real salty. Portland, I think, has them. Yeah, yeah. Those, things are, those things are tough right there. You know, I fish with a couple of <laughs> the paddle tails. They're pretty cool on the redfish. You know, it'll yep. draw them out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You, it's a great way to find specs too. Find schoolies and mid-sized specs, and then you can start kind of culling them out with bigger baits. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's just a great search tool. It's just a, it's, it's amazing, man. We've had a lot of luck with them. A lot of luck yeah. with fish bites. Yeah, just like you say, you know, search bait. You know, um, that's when you're just covering water. You're fan casting, maybe an area you know the fish might be there, um, and then you're gonna find out where they're at, and then. Sometimes I'll have that bigger profile swim bait tied on or that glide bait. Or I've been, you know, I, for the speckled trout, I've been fishing like a, it's, it's, a, it's a jerk bait. It's just, it's a lipped, uh, real skinny, like minnow style bait, a hard bait though. And you just rip it through the water and pause it, rip, rip and pause. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's a 
big bass technique I use where there's a lot of um, hydrilla or milfoil, you know, four or five foot under like the water. Jerk, jerk, jerk bait or like a, 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 like a fluke? No, sir, a jerk bait. It's a hard bait with treble hooks. Oh, jerk bait, lip jerk bait. Yeah, lip, lip oh. jerk bait, yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I've been – I had some – some pretty solid trout this year on those so far in the winter time. Um, anywhere there's a little, you know, three to five foot drop off of the shell, the the reefs around where I've been targeting a lot lately that, that they, man, them trout can't stand them things when you twitch them, twitch them and it pause them kind of like a corky, the same way you work in that corky and then you stop it and then a doink, you know, it's like that yeah. thump, you know, they about rip the rod out of hand sometimes with that jerk bait, you know, it's, it's what kind it's, of jerk baits are you using? I use the, uh, the um the berkeley yep got some in here like the 110 yeah they're uh, uh um and then i use the kvd uh jerk baits and uh, then i use the rapala ripstop some of those they have some of those but uh yeah. man i thought i had some in here but i do not <laughs> i know what you talk i know what you're talking about uh yeah they, a, they run three to five deal. foot deep yeah right so you gotta have some water and you can't have much grass around yeah, but but uh, that was a big deal in Pensacola, and uh, I've been trying to bring it over here, and I've been seeing people do well with them, and I really want to start mm -hmm. using them again. They have shallow mm -hmm. run. Uh, Berkeley has the sh some shallow runners, the ones they only go two foot deep. So right. if you do find that suspended grass, the way they run, they like like they like stop and they just suspend. They just kind of sit there, so they'll just look like a fish pausing. So they'll like jerk jerk, and then like real erratic. I, I usually jerk mine on slack line. Cause it just makes it dark crazy and then it just stops and then them fish bam they just slam it so no doubt. Giving, giving away some of them tips <laughs> there you go man why not <laughs> yeah why man not? that's a uh anything that you can you can help man if i just help one person uh, i'm i'm happy you know if i can help somebody improve their their catch skills or, or or just or learn different techniques or tactics you know i'm i'm game for that too man i i, I like to share information i like to I like to yep. write about it, you know, and, and share it. So that's cool, man. Yep. Nothing we, comes to a closed fist, man. Everything comes to an open hand. So I'm constantly yes, giving as much as possible. Sir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go a lot farther like that, giving than taking all the time. Damn oh, straight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You better believe, man. Yeah. That's biblical. That ain't me. Yeah, that's that biblical. is. That's it. Yes, yeah. sir. Come back tenfold. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Hey, um. What's your most uh, memorable um, catch here we're talking about uh, on a kayak itself? Like, um, I know you, you had probably had some awesome ones over there in, in Pensacola with that offshore access. Uh, man, so many, dude. Uh, here at home. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, geez. You know, we've, we've hung some, like this, this summer for the first time ever. I jumped a five-foot tarpon in a neighborhood in Rockport. That's been one of the most epic yes. uh, things I've ever done here at home. Yeah, in some of the canals? Uh, in the canals, I probably woke people up. I mean, I'm talking swam, wham, like jumping five feet in the air. At night? Houses, no, early morning. Early in the Houses, morning. canals, like yeah. a daybreak. Mm -hmm. Boats everywhere, super tight. Mm -hmm. And if there was one, there was a hundred in there, and I was screaming like a ten-year-old girl. Yeah, I could not I, believe it. I've seen them like that in Corpus, in the in, canals. Inshore? In in, yes. How I, long I, ago? It, it, last year. They weren't giant, okay. but they were, you know, three foot long. They're juveniles. Let me tell you something. 
before I left to go to Florida, that was non-existent. Yeah. We did not have inshore tarpon here. We had not. Yeah. I never saw one. And now since that hurricane, all of a sudden we got inshore tarpon in the canals and they're catching snook inshore, I, setting snook yeah. records on the fly inshore in yeah. creeks. I'm like, what is uh-huh. going on? Yeah, I caught Somebody, I caught one that was like 27 inches in in a canal in Corpus, a snook. That's tra- that darn hurricane flushed I, this place out and changed the environment. It did. I caught a um, speaking of the Lavaca River, I caught a 32 inch tarpon in there in December of 2018. A 32 That's inch. 32 in inch de- a ju- juvenile in tarpon de- yeah. in December. Uh huh. Wow. It was warmer. It was, it, was, it was a little warmer that year. That water temp was still in the upper 60s. You so I, you're, up a, you're up a creek? I, I was up the river there, probably that's about seven miles from the from the mouth of the river at the bay. Love to hear that, man. I love to hear and, that. And I thought I had um, the biggest trout of my life until I saw it jump. <laughs> a buddy of mine, Dean Thomas, caught a Caribbean lobster last week in Corpus. I mean, Dean, stuff, oh, yeah. You know, Slow ride God service. I've been yes. meeting him on here. Yeah, he's real good friends with uh with Camille Noel and Scott Noel. Um, yeah. Camille's my the territory sales manager for Jackson in, in Texas and Louisiana and Alabama, all over. Yes. All yes. over the Southwest. Yeah, Dean, I've been I've been looking to I need to get him on here too sometime. Yeah, I saw that spiny lobster. Nuts. I don't know what's going on I around here, was, man. I thought he was joking, but I guess it's real. No, no it's real. <laughs> Uh, I just I think that it was just like a forest fire and it's just like a clean burn and then now everything is sprouting up completely different. Well, you see, we got mangroves way up here now too. Y'all, y'all didn't, didn't used to didn't have, have them? we didn't have the mangroves like that up here as thick as they are. They're, I mean, you see the little seeds floating around all over. So the hurricane probably blew the pods yeah. way inland and then they sprouted. Yep. That's amazing, man. Yeah, get some cool stuff up here. So this is all audio. This is a podcast, right? We're all audio here. No, this right? this will, this will go on YouTube also. This oh, will so you, it, it'll oh, go so you on post YouTube. it on YouTube. Yes, so when sir, I hold up something, you, when you hold when up, up something, you'll be able to see it. Yeah, right on YouTube. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, <laughs> I was wondering about the fish bites. Yeah. Oh Good yeah, deal, they'll man. be able to see them on YouTube. I'll share that link too. We'll we'll uh, we post it. Uh, that's why we record the audio and the video both. Um, Killer. Killer. Figure we we put it out there on YouTube and have a little more something else for somebody else if they want to actually watch it and look at my ugly. They look at my ugly face, and then they can look at my <laughs> ugly face. You know. <laughs> oh man. Um. So redfish. Let's talk about redfish for a minute. All right. You you, you like chasing them? Always very visual fish. Uh, yeah. So I'm always sightcasting them. Really enjoy yeah. redfishing, man. My whole life sightcasting. I think for ten years I did it on the fly. Never to oh, touch yeah. a spinning rod for ten years. Wow. Um. Did nothing but push pole and sightcast redfish. And um, then after 10, I started mixing it back up again, but I'm still got it in my brain to stand, push, pull, side cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Super light stuff, super light tackle. Yeah, yeah. I like to get them on the, the, the lighter uh, lighter spinning out rip, a, outfit with the with those bugs, lures, you know, when you side cast them mm-hmm. or those little crank across and no uh, crank a crab or whatever they're called. Yeah, crank a crab. Um, you know, anything light because them things, man, they just put up a fight. I mean, you can have a bait caster with 20 pound braid and they still going <laughs> to rip yeah. it off, you know? Uh, yeah. They're just fun fish to catch, you know, and they're, they're so plentiful now. They, they've, uh, they, they, you know, they, they've come back really strong. Um, and I, in my area, I've, I've no, noticed over the past, you know, five to seven years, 
The same thing with the with you know speckled trout. Same thing. Once they drop that that limit to five trout, and they put that 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 slot on that one fish over twenty five, you know, the mm-hmm. the trout fishes went through the roof too. You know, the past yeah. few years it's been a lot lot of fish a lot of solid fish lately i'm glad you're noticing a difference from that i was wondering if that would help i'm sure it did yeah they just went to that up there uh in, in, on the north coast too uh, north of uh colorado river so mm-hmm. that, uh, hopefully it'll help, help them out up there too because i know i noticed I, i've noticed it down here over the years so but man redfish i know i'm getting off topic again but from from before talking about the trout coming back but Man, there, there's nothing like being in that marsh and, and being in that shallow water and just seeing them cruising. And and sometimes I'll just sit and watch them, man. I'll just sit and watch them tailing and rooting around in the mud and just sitting there looking at them. And then then, then you'll hear like a sound like a toilet flush. <laughs> it's like the big yeah. old redfish just blew something up. And you're way like back in the grass. Back, yeah. Way back in the grass. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, there's, there's, yeah. there's nothing else like that sometimes when you can see them no. doing that and get them to That's eat. Awesome. You know? That's awesome, man. I uh, I do I do I put Teresa on the nose of the solo skiff and uh, oh right on yeah see I that on, behind you I stand yeah. on the platform in the back and I have a twelve foot push pole and we'll sight cast them like that man and that's a lot of fun a whole lot of fun oh yeah man that, yeah I, I'll try to stand up as much as I can um, I fish out of a, a a hybrid kayak the Kilroy HD and uh, a lot once I I got it last year in September and um, Man, I, I I can stand up and move that thing around with a pole, no problem. Man, that what, thing just glides through the gas. HD, man, I know, I've seen it. Yeah, it's, it Jackson. Like? It, it's, it's a hybrid. It's a it's a sit inside. It's it's a more like a canoe and kayak hybrid. There's no scupper holes, so there's no right. drag. It, it it glides. It's 12 foot 10 inches long. It's 35 inches wide. Um, it just it just cruises through the water, man, paddling. I'll do I'll do eight nine miles paddling. You know, it's not a pedal drive. I I have those too, but a lot of times in the marsh, I find myself paddling a lot. Right. There's some areas right. where you can slide in and find them little back lakes, man, and it, whew, it gets so good sometimes. It's just, it's hard, you know. You're in there, so, you're in um, foot, foot, a foot of water, and that thing is just gliding and cruising through there. Right. Bonafide's got that uh, EX125, which I think is about yes. the same thing. About the same thing. Do you sit on the hump? You sit behind the seat on the hump? No, mine don't have a hump. Mine's got an open cockpit behind the seat where I could put a right. a, a crate behind it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mine, my, mine's more them, open. Mine's more of an open cockpit. Okay. Open. Like that. Some of them got a hump behind. It. Yeah. They have a hump, and you can actually sit on the hump. Which sit I on was, the hump. I've been really contemplating one of those. Uh, Wilderness has one that's got that hump back there you can sit on. Commander, I think it's called. Commander. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, canoe kayak hybrid? Native, Native has the ultimate FX. Ultimate, right? Yeah. Those, those are pretty sweet too. Yeah, they have a pedal drive version of one of those too. They're pretty, pretty dang sick. I've had my eye yeah. on those for a long time, man. Uh, I might end yeah. up getting one. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty cool because there's there's you know there's no drag. I mean, only thing you gotta you know if it rains you get some water in there, but you got a sponge or a little small handheld, handheld build sponge. It's all good. You're not gonna sink that thing. <laughs> yeah. sponge a lot of people are like uh, a lot of people are like I think put off by the like sit inside deal, but Man, I, I've been in that thing more than my my other kayaks so no far. No doubt. So it paddles, it paddles real easy, right? It paddles well, very what well. About, tracks what well. about the tracking? It goes it straight? Tracks, it tracks really well. Probably because you're sinking deeper into the water. Yeah, you're in the water. It's got the, the hole, the way the hole's built with the kill and the, 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 you know, 
it just it just cuts through that water the way they get designed that hole, man. It's pretty pretty dang cool. Right, right. I've been enjoying that boat a lot. It, it's it's gotten I'm I'm wearing it out. <laughs> That's cool, oh, man. Yeah. I just right now I just I'm trying to get a longer, faster boat, so I, I'm trying out a, a Wilderness Thresher 140 right now, the 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fast, but um, yeah. I'm, I, knees are rudder. It just keeps breaking away the back yeah. end, the front end, yeah. you know, so it definitely needs a rudder. But I was thinking that that sitting side probably is not that it's not that critical. Yeah, you're it, I mean, it, it'd be great with a rudder. It would help it. But I've I've not had too many problems with it. And I fish in the winds and everything, you know, um, a lot of the areas over here, I like to target some of the stuff on the eastern areas so when there's a northeast wind you know you kind of deal with it a little bit but um yeah <laughs> something's updating <laughs> yeah. so yeah man uh the sit inside man i just i just can't get away from them man i don't know it's just a pretty dang sweet boat man it's kind of hard to stay away from it so, yeah, no, if you get a chance to try one out, you know, try one out. And I will. Native or, or wilderness or whichever brand, uh, yep. jump in one. Um, I don't know. I have a video any... where I'm in, the, I'm in that Bonafide at oh, ICAST yeah. in, in Orlando. Um, I actually demoed it in the water, man, and that thing was pretty sweet. Same kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they just, they just glide, man. There's no drag, no drag when you're pedaling, paddling them, you know. There's no drag at all. So, it, it's it's you know, little, not as much effort as, as I would put in, in, my, in a Lisco or a Mayfly. Um, it just, it just glides. <laughs> right. So, That's what I yeah, expect. man, I've been in that thing and I, you, man, I just, I can't get out of it right now. Um, Don't blame you. Don't blame you. Man, redfish though. Whoo, man. So you want to, Everybody, you know, we mentioned earlier, Ty and uh, Teresa, his wife, uh, they started a show uh, called 30 Miles Out TV. It's on YouTube. Get them, check them out, you know. And uh, what I wanted to ask you, how how did that idea come about and how did you, you come up with that, wanting to do that? I'd always wanted to hunt. Uh, I'd always wanted to host an outdoor show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got to do everything else I ever wanted to do, play music professionally, uh, do art professionally. Only thing left was hosting a uh, an outdoor show. Yeah. So, um, a cousin of mine in Mobile, Alabama, had a hunting show on the Pursuit Channel called 180 Outdoors, and they were constantly filming in Texas. It was a lot of hunting, and he kept calling me, saying, "Hey, man, I need a cameraman. We'll be in San Marcos. We'll be in West Texas. We'll be here and there. Will you run camera for me?" Yeah, why not? Sounds like a blast. <laughs> I'm a huge bow hunter, so I hunt a lot. And, uh, and I got that big old camera out, and I'd shoot for him. And he said, the turkey's coming. The turkey's ready. I got the shot. Bam! You get it? Yeah, I got it. What you mean? I, he asked me if I got it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> and he's like, God, dog, man, everybody that films for me, they're from California, New York. They ain't never been hunting. They never been fishing. And the shotgun, the 12 gauge goes off. They're jumping, and they don't know what to do, and they don't know where the animals are going. He's like, this is, you're a natural for this. And he said, plus, you're good on camera. And then about that time, YouTube came on. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do my own outdoor show. I had, a record, I had a record out when, in my 20s, in the 90s, and it had 30 miles out on it. And it had uh, another song called Water in My Veins. 
I own the rights to all those songs. So I was like, well, I'll use one of those and just make a outdoor show. And then I picked 30 miles out and, um, it was going to be hunting and fishing. And then the kayaks took over and oh, yeah. it was, and here we are today. So the song, ten, 10 years later, so the song came before the show. I thought yeah, maybe oh, yeah. the show was made and then you wrote the song for the show, but the song was out way before the show. That's, oh, man. that's that sweet. Song, that record came out in 96. And uh, I had a single on that record called Utah that, that, that got a lot, a good bit of radio play. So I was touring up and down the East Coast and all over the Gulf Coast and even out West a little bit. And um, so I had that record and I always knew I kind of probably would use one of the songs if I ever did anything outdoor oriented. And uh, that's how it came about. So when I came, when YouTube came along, I said, I'm doing a freaking outdoor show. And uh, I'll use one of them songs, and 30 Miles Out was the ticket. Dang, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, now, man. That's how it happened. How, how many shows have you done up to this date? How many episodes in 10 how years? How many episodes? Like Do you know? 700 or something? I don't know. It's a lot. Good grief, it's, man. It's a lot. I mean, we, we put out one every Thursday. Every, every Thursday, kayak, right? Kayak fishing episode every Thursday. But, like, next week we got, like, four other ones. Just, yeah. like tips some, some rigging uh, tips and like uh yeah, yeah we we did we did a little quick bow fishing trip uh oh. we were shooting sheephead because it was windy um oh, and man, it, hey it just those those are some good eating too yes 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 <laughs> and uh you know just like a little tip some stuff on my on the new kayak just yeah you know anytime uh, we we see a window of opportunity to teach or to show something we just throw up a bunch of little videos, but every Thursday is like full blown kayak fishing. Full blown kayak, and y'all fish out of Hobie's, correct? Yeah, we have uh, four outbacks in here. There's four oh, outbacks yeah. back there, and oh, yeah. uh, one, two, three, four solo, and then I've got an old town um, topwater 120. Oh, sweet! And, that, and at the house, we've got uh, that uh, Thresher 140 and Teresa's compass. Oh, sweet. Right. So yeah. when we guide, we usually have people meet us at the Yak Shack. And we're like, Pick your boat, yeah. man. Pick yeah, your boat. What you want. The yeah. Yak Shack, Pick huh? Boat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed you was on, on uh, you jumped on with my boy Matt Murphy the other night. Uh, old Murph dog. Yeah, um, man. If I, if I throw a tennis ball against that wall, he can hear me. He's on really? the other side. Yeah, he's on the other side. Huh. Yeah, he's on, uh, he's on the other lane, like two or three down. But uh, yeah. We we back up each other basically. Oh wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah I've been. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get him on board here too. And uh, now that he's down in Rockport full time, I'm gonna have to get down there too, fish with him, son. You know, me and him, we we normally fishing against each other. <laughs> in all right. Tournaments. You know, right, right, I right. missed a lot of the saltwater ones last year, but uh, I'm hoping to, to get some of them this year. I was bummed I missed that one. That, that they we had a tournament this past weekend on Lake Fairfield. I went pre-fish for it. It was pretty dang good. But then I, that one popped up. That they have one at Rockport this weekend. Yeah, trout, now Matt, Matt, got, Matt they got, got second. second Chris or, Castro got first. Yeah, my boy Chris. He was my first yeah. guest on the show. My boy Chris was on some fish, so I've been on some trout. So I was kind of bummed too because that one fell on the same day as that that bass tournament. You know, so um, mm. it's it like man, tough. it's it like a toss tough, up. Though. But but uh. But I had to work. I got I had to make for I got forced to work overtime. So uh, sometimes sometimes that happens, you know, at working at a a, a plant um, 
job like that. You know, some people, you might be lower than somebody and be like, oh, well, well you're the low man. You got to work. Uh, that's what happened. Work happens sometimes. It does. So, yeah. So there I'm going to fish one this weekend. I'm going to fish one this Saturday. We got one on Lake Fayette at um, San Antonio Kayak Fishing. My boy Eugene Mora puts those on, mm-hmm. and he does a split trail. He's got two freshwater events and two saltwater events, and your best three finishes count towards your overall score for the year. Is and, it north uh, man, of I-10? Is it yes. north of I-10? I yeah, a little, little bit. Yeah. I can't, I can't go. <laughs> can't go? <laughs> I got a strict rule. I don't go north of I-10, man. It is north of I-10 by just a little bit. Yep. Can't help you. You can come to the one at Coletto then by Victoria. We'll have a yeah. couple on we'll have a couple on Coletto this year. I think Kayak Fishing Texas has one and uh and in Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League, we also have one on there. Now we so fish we'll and couple- hunt that lake. I uh, hunted that lake this winter. Um but yeah, we fish it every now and then bass fish it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's nice, that's my nice that's my lo- that's my local lake. They just put out a bunch of uh um structure this weekend, this Saturday. They put out like twelve different pieces of fish structure throughout the lake. Come on, um, GBRA. I have all the all the coordinates on there for all them nice. freshwater people out there. You know, uh, I do like to catch them bass too. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> man, I, I really enjoyed having you on tonight, man. It's a, it's it's cool for you to come on and and get to know you a little better too, because you know we just been Facebook friends for 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 a while. And uh, right, when I saw you on Matt with Matt the other night, I was like, man, you know what? I said when I get a chance, I'm gonna reach out to Ty. And get him on the podcast here, and then uh, you know, chasing the tide here. We we we're focused on saltwater, but you know, I, I've had some guys from other states, but you know, a lot of my guests, you know, they're from Texas. You know, <laughs> yeah, get, get a Texas love right now, but you know, yes, you know, I'm gonna branch out. I got some guys in California that spearfish off of their yaks. I'm gonna try to get some of them guys on, and then uh, and there's just a lot of there's a lot of good anglers all up and down uh, the eastern seaboard too. I've had a few on, so. You know, but I, I man, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, talking about some fishing, talking about 30 miles out, how it started, um, yeah, everything going from there. And, uh, you know, you got anything, uh, anything you want to share, uh, give thanks to somebody or some sponsor shout outs or anything that, man, the stage is yours, brother. You could give it, give, give some love. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I like to thank everybody that's booked with us for the spring, for the spring season, man. It's going crazy. The calendar's filling up fast. And uh, just all my all my normal guys uh, lose, man. We just such a great relationship with lose. All you bass guys know about lose. And Me too. Lots salt. Yeah. It's taking over the saltwater world yes. now. Yes, sir. And then Mar- Mariner sales and uh, fish fights and uh, the fish bites company, which is Fight Club stuff. And yes, sir. Um, man, just all the people we work with, uh, just super grateful, and we're looking forward to an awesome 2020. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Well, cool deal. I'm with you on the same boat on them lose reels. So, uh, man, I can't say enough good things about them. Even in saltwater, too, they've been holding up tremendously. That that, that new custom team light they got is freaking sweet. That four ouncer? <laughs> yeah. Four ouncer? Four point oh, three, yeah. and then with the eight, with the rod, I got it on. It's not can't even eight. Feel it. Eight oh, ounces man. with the rod and reel combo. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they're, they're ridiculously light, man. Yeah, yeah I, I've got a horde of them, and I just uh, use them all, and I love them, man. Absolutely love them. Yeah, I got my separate – I got my rods for my bass fishing, and I got my separate rods for my saltwater. There's, you know, different actions, different – you know, I usually get my reel my, – uh, my rod handle shorten up a little bit because on a kayak, you know, you don't want that big old handle sticking in your gut. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I got a little bit smaller handle, especially when you're working topwater, so you just get that twitch of that wrist, and that, that handle's not beating you in your PFD. 
because I like to wear my PFD at all times. I like to be safe on the water. You um, wear a big. You you wear the big the 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 full PFD. The yeah, uh, I wear NR like, NRS NRS Chinook. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, I know the, the the inflatables are probably a little more room. You got a little more room. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the, the like the Hobie inflatable. Yes. And I man, I just started using that sucker. I don't I don't notice it at all, man. It's not bad. Yeah. I just wondered. I I just not accustomed to that one. I, I've I've been used to those little mesh mesh back ones, the Chinook or the. Uh, mm-hmm. I got some of those too. You know, I've just been so used to those. I just kind of stayed in them. Mm-hmm. NRS is a great company. They make some great products too. So I kind of I've been supporting them for a while. And, yeah, uh, I got two of them yeah. in here. So, shoot, man. Uh, once again, man, I thank you for coming on. I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment here on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Whew. What? <laughs> <laughs> Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo go right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm the old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.